0: Hi, Echo Church family. It's Kelly here, and we are live in the church. Well, I'm live. You'll see this later. But we came into the church building because we just wanted you to have a sense of home today, home on Sundays. We miss being together with you, and we just wanted to offer you a shortened service today that we can all worship together, lift up God, and take a breath, just like we did last week. Let's just Breathe in and out together. Let's come before the Lord together. Let's be a church family. So enjoy a worship song together. We've got a message from the book of Acts. And let's join in and praise the Lord together this morning.
1: Father, we come before you um, thankful that you're here with us. That even um, physically separated, that we are one as a body in Christ one with you um, that we are one with each other counted as your family help us to um, just to do that this week this morning to connect with you um, to commune with you to reach out for you and to see you Lord to worship you so just be with us in this space wherever we are help us to see you better uh, to worship you separate but together in the same way that as we always worship we are joining the never-ending chorus of praise in all different forms So we thank you. We love you. We come before you now in song, in declaration of your worth and the goodness of Jesus. We love you. It's in his beautiful name we pray. Amen. Stories of the Savior Holiness with human hands Treasure for the traitor
2: No ear had heard, no eye had seen The image of the Father Till heaven came to live with me Rescue like no other Let's You
1: Father, again, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for being with us. For your grace, your mercy, and your love. Amen.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the interactive part of your morning worship. My name is Steve. I'm one of the elders here at Echo Church. You know me you love me. So let's just be honest. Let's let's break it down. How are we doing? How are we coping? How are we making it? Are you making it through your coronavirus experience? I'm struggling. I'm struggling, everybody. I mean, it's just like every day is a new struggle. I'm just telling you, to get the rhythm of just being here at church, I actually went to Skyline earlier. You know, there's no dine-in. So I'm like, I'll carry that stuff out. And I go to try to carry it out, but the doors are locked. I knock on the door and they say, excuse me, sir, you'll have to go through the drive-through. I walked from my house because I wanted to carry out. So I asked them, can I walk through the drive-through? And they said, no, that's not permitted. Then I said, then you do not understand the definition of carry-out. But I just gave up. There was no skyline for me. There was nothing for me. And that's what this virus has done to my life. It has just thrown everything into flux. But I'm making it by, but it's tough because I'm used to working from home, right? But now I've got a teenager in the house all the time. I have to put pants on. It's unseemly for me. It's interesting because what this has done is just thrown us out of rhythm. Do you feel it? I feel out of rhythm. I feel out of rhythm right now. I'm not talking to you. I'm staring into a camera lens, right? This is not normal. This is not how things go. I'm out of rhythm and I just need a little something. You need a little something, right? You know what you need? You need this sermon to deliver. That's what you want. You want me to deliver, and I'm going to bring game, y'all. I am bringing it. I am delivering it, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to continue in on our series, Behind the Scenes, which is our study of the book of Acts. So I'm not sure if you remember where we are. We are actually today in Acts chapter 20, and I'm going to teach this because this was in our schedule. I didn't plan this specifically for virus communication. Like this is just what we had picked out months ago, but I'm sticking to it. So I guarantee you that nobody on God's green earth in the online digital church world today is teaching from Acts chapter 20, starting in verse seven. But that's how we roll at the echo. What, what? but what, what now if you have your bible digitized or maybe you're watching this on your apple tv and can do split screen on it roll with that acts chapter 20 i'm going to read verses 7 to verse 12 for us acts chapter 20 verses 7 through 12 on the first day of the week which is what this is but it's not cuz i'm recording this earlier spoiler alert on the first day of the week we came together to break bread Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. That seems like a random observation, but it will make sense later. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down. He threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. And then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. And after talking until daylight, he left. And the people took the young man home alive. And they were greatly comforted. They were greatly comforted. Now, in this time of crisis, you're looking for a message that leaves you greatly comforted. And I'm sure today you were anticipating a message about a kid falling out a window, dying but let's break this down because this is one of my favorite stories in the bible that few people know about right so let's start with the premise the first day of the week is sunday you're like well that makes sense it's church day but there's something of note here that you and i don't really think about is usually we have weekends The freaking weekends, baby, are the best. The Saturday, the Sunday, that's how we live and roll. We love ourselves some weekends, right? But in the ancient world, there was not an observation of the weekend. A day was a day was a day. This is actually why the Jews were so unique in the idea that they observed Sabbath, that they actually took an entire day off. The ancient world didn't operate like that. So it was day to day to day was an average day. So the idea that it was a Sunday and Paul's just talking on and preaching these people, You might think this is just church service, but understand is that those people had been to work in the morning and they stuck around for church that night and they were going to have to go to church uh, to work the very next day. They were gonna have to keep rolling. But here's Paul, and Paul is like: look, I'm a preacher, gonna preach, gonna make it happen. So he keeps talking. I love how Luke describes this. Remember, Luke. Writer of the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. He's writing this and he's not giving Paul any love, is he? He's like, hey, this is what Paul does is when he preaches, he goes on and on. I love that descriptor because there's a tinge of kind of like, man, doesn't Paul just talk forever? Don't you relate? So, anyways, we have this scene where they're apparently on an elevated floor and Paul is speaking, and we introduce this young man named Eutychus. One of the best names in the Bible, if you ask me. You know why? Because Eutychus, too, if you fell out a window, what? What? Let me pause. I just wanted to peer inside your soul this Sunday morning. His name was Eutychus. Eutychus, if you fell out a window. But that's what happened to the poor kid. Actually, the fun part is the name Eutychus actually means good fortune. It's like, hey, aren't I the lucky son, you know, from CCR. I'm fortunate. No, I'm not. I'm falling out of windows. Why? Because all I wanted to do is go to church. By the way, the, the text describes him as a young man. And using the Greek for reference, it usually describes uh, someone between the ages of 10 and 14 so you're just you know kind of saying what a dumb kid who's sleeping next to a window the kid in this era might have actually had to work that day too because it's not like he was just fortunate and could have gone to school Utica's probably had to work a full day and was like man i gotta wake up tomorrow and talk to the boss so he though is so dedicated to to learning about the lord that he's showing up but but poor dude he's just trying to hang on for dear life because Luke is describing. Paul is going on and on and on, a lot like this sermon right here. He keeps going and going, and finally you see the scene of Eutychus because you've lived it out in these very pews. You're like, why does Steve talk so long? And you fall asleep and you wake up for the shaken howdy time because you're like, I better. Well, not in the virus time because you just have to elbow bump people, but it, you you know how long a sermon can be. He and unfortunately the place he chose to sleep was by a window and dude falls out the window and this is the thing the bible tells us he did it's not like he's fake dead it's not like he's mostly dead the bible describes that he is dead and then it describes paul as like well i better go downstairs because yeah you preached so long you killed a kid He gets downstairs and he's like, nowhere, you know, this is is what would happen when I was a parent having my daughter as the baby and, you know, I would like put her on something like I'd leave her on the couch for a second when she was a baby and then she would roll over and fall down, you know, off the couch and I had to get over real quick before Kelly would see me because I'm like, no, she's cool. She's okay. That's kind of like what Paul had to do. He goes down the stairs and there's a dead Eutychus on the ground and he's like, no, no, everybody, don't worry. Your goal he, he hes not—he's—he'll be just fine. And sure enough, it's like boom, raised from the dead. And I love this. As if you notice from the text, is that you know it comes in. It's just like okay, so they—they uh, they kind of basically throw the arms around. He's alive, and then they go back upstairs again. They have communion. And then he continues preaching. I'm telling you, I've given some crap sermons, but if I gave a sermon that actually killed somebody, I might be like, let's call it a night. Not Paul. Paul's like, let's keep rolling through this thing, because I have stuff to say. And scene, isn't that just a story of great encouragement and comfort? Isn't that the word that you wanted to hear this morning? Isn't that just the, the, you know, just, you know what? Things might be bad right now. I might be in coronavirus land, but at least I'm not falling out a window dead. So where's the encouragement to be found right here? I'm going to tell you probably it's more challenging than it should. But can I try? Can I try? Let me try. I'm going to try to see how we can encourage this. The first thing is, friends, is that you shouldn't feel guilty if the preacher keeps going on and on. And now that I'm married to the preacher of the church, I really see this as a calling to me. But look, it just happens. Sometimes it goes on and on. And you might feel guilty. You might be like, I'm sitting in church sometimes and the sermon doesn't necessarily speak to me, okay? You you hear people say that. But here's the thing, is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you are fed up with Christianity, or that the word doesn't matter to you. Friends, sometimes our rhythm is off, and when our rhythm is off, everything's off, right? So sometimes when our rhythm is off, we're just like, it doesn't speak to me. It's just like, I'm telling you, the week before the virus hit, I'd just been traveling for work, I'd been on the road, I'd been on the road for nine of ten days, and I just, when I got home, it was like the week before the virus, I was like, you know what I would love? A little bit of Sabbath. I would just love to be at home, not have to do anything. That would be great. And then the virus hits. Blame me, if you will, for that because I was praying for some Sabbath and then God hands me the Sabbath. Here, we're a week into this thing and I'm already done with thing i'm like i want to get out and get the world right sometimes you have a good thing you become used to it doesn't register sometimes you have a point in your relationship with their god with why am i off rhythm why isn't it clicking and sometimes it just is but we proceed through anyways because there is the second thing i want to say there is power in the message okay So there's a reason why Paul thought it was so important that he had to keep preaching and preaching and preaching. Well, we know where Paul is. He knew he was leaving the very next day. He knew that he might never see these people again. And he felt so strongly about the message that he was sure that he had to just get it all out there. And I love, again, Luke says he went on and on and on. And sometimes that happens. But the reason he was so committed to the sermon, he was so committed to the message, is that he knew that there was something important to say. I will say this about Paul. He knew that it wasn't about him. He knew that it wasn't about his eloquence or his speaking presence, that it was all about the words that he would say. And that's the good news. That's the message of Jesus. And he Here's the irony is that Paul is teaching the good news, what we call the gospel, the good news that is for you and for me, the message of grace for eternity. He's preaching that he's discussing in his sermon. And then that kid fell out the flipping window. And he's like, look, I guess I got to raise me to dead some Eutychus because I feel guilty about killing a kid in my sermon. So he goes down and raises him from the dead. And I think that sends a message that Paul was preaching about. The resurrection from the dead from an eternal standpoint. And yet he had to go and live that out in the here and now in the physical standpoint. And if I'm looking at this and trying really hard to pull a thread of it, I would say is that's a message that for you and I, that should bring great comfort. And that is that the good news of Jesus is not just good news for eternity it's not just good news for fire insurance it is good news in the here and now and in your life so this is i think the message that we need to hear we people who are out of rhythm we not knowing when life will turn back to normal that brings within us anxiety and fear and discomfort And we lose our rhythm, our bearings, and we don't know what's going to happen. But here, friends, is the message of the gospel, the good news about Jesus, is that it's not just good news for eternity. It's good news for today. And I'm not a purveyor, but I looked at my weather app because doing this before sunday looking at sunday looks like it's going to be kind of like a miserable weekend maybe some sun but cold maybe it will be one of these days where you're kind of like oh i wouldn't have wanted to get outside any day but you know what that does when it piles up upon being sequestered when it piles up upon not seeing people all of this friends just bears down on us it's like this weight and we're out of rhythm But there's good news, friends. It's the good news that Paul wanted to preach. And it's the good news that just wasn't for eternity. But it's also good news for today. So what I want you to do, especially during this period when we're all apart as the church, right? This isn't replacing the church because we're the church. We'd rather be with each other. But in this point, just really believe that Jesus has good news for you today. So maybe you're struggling in this time. Again, maybe you're just like me. You're out of sorts, you're out of rhythm, right? Maybe you're stir crazy. Maybe you have job uh, uh, furlough and redundancies. Maybe you're, looking at the, um, maybe you're looking at your banking account and you're just wondering where this is. And it's heavy, heavy stuff. But Jesus has good news for you even when you can't see it. It's good news. And in times like this, we, God's people, need to lean into it. Can I read this from Ephesians chapter 2? And since I'm going to do this, I'm going to hold the microphone close to the pages so you can tell that this isn't a CGI Bible. This is a real Bible. We didn't edit this and post. There's real words in here. Ephesians chapter 2 Verses in four and five, friends. Ephesians chapter two, four and five. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. You and I, we've been saved by God bigger than us. Bigger than these problems. So lean in on this during this time. He is the God who brings us back into rhythm and gives us life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, I love being in this room right now. But he's, and I love communicating your sermon. I pray that it was not too long. I pray that nobody died during the delivery of the sermon. I think that's helpful. But I, I'm really saddened right now because I'm in this room where Echo Church congregates and we are not here, that we are separate, that we're pulled out of rhythm, that we're trying to find a way to claim normalcy in tumultuous times. And God, I would pray for every woman, man, and child that is part of our community, not only that you would keep them safe in these times, that you would help them to find hope in the good news that you have for them. We give you praise for eternity, O oh God, that through your son, Christ Jesus, we are sealed to spend eternity with you. But we also thank you for the good news today. So we need some good news, Lord. And as we are apart, help us to find that commonality in your good news because we need it and this world needs it. All of these things we put at your feet, you are God, you are in control. Just bring us great comfort in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today and I hope that you're doing well. And I know many of you are out there and still serving people. You are working in places that you have to be up close. And I know that there is fear on your heart. There is anxiety. And some of you are feeling alone and isolated. And I know that brings anxiety for all of us too. Just please know that we are here. We want to hear from you. Stay connected. There's plenty of ways that we can gather online. And besides listening to this service, there's our social media pages reach out. We want to hear how you're doing. We care so much about you. We have, as the leaders of this church, we've been praying for each one of you by name and by situation, and we want to know where you are right now and how you're feeling, how you're doing. Thank you for joining us. We are still operating. We're still in business. We'd love if you'd like to give online, just as you've been doing. There's links right here on this page. Thank you so much for being a part of Echo Church. We'll see you next week.